Point Hammered is intended for an immature audience. So if you're easily offended, you best get the step in. But if you'd like to stay, let's, let's get, get hammered. hammered. What's up, all? This is Johnny. We got Point Hammered, number 30 deuce. 32. Oh, yeah. Who'd have thunk it? Whose age have we reached this time? The last like, 18 episodes. The bear's age, I believe. Oh. Not yet to my fucking old bald age. <laughs> <laughs> Today is February 24th, 2011. I just had a shit ton of curry, so I feel really stuffed. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, the farts won't set in until after everybody leaves, so you guys won't get to enjoy that. So Maybe you say... Should. Hold off recording until then. Yeah, all right. Let's play a couple games, and then we'll get back to the podcast. <laughs> all right, boys, we're back. <laughs> Bing! All right. <laughs> so, uh, what the fuck's been going on? What have you guys been up to? Oh, this and that. <laughs> yeah. We've been involved in a motherfucking hobby. Oh, yeah? What have you accomplished, Rogers? been doing a little bit of this, a little bit of that. <laughs> All right. I've been slogging away on Skaven Slaves, but then I also had to throw Dryads in the mix here because the way the Cheddar Bowl Allies rules played out, <laughs> turns out my grand Skaven Ally plan was not going to succeed on any level. Doomed for failure. Due to the Skaven's untrustworthy nature in their want of breaking allies with you and not well trusting your leadership <laughs> so now the plan is three units of eight dryads that's all you get and you would have gotten like a hundred skaven <laughs> well plus i'd have to fill it out with a couple of rat ogres <laughs> space fillers to get to the 300 point level wow so but these dryads are part of a new yeah they're sort of like a new army i guess you know, this is an idea I've had kicking around for a while. And I had the models already, and I was putzing around with one guy. Yeah. And then I figured, well, I might as well, you know, get them done for Cheddar Bowl here. So. Sure. But right. they're going to be like a monochrome kind of color, like a white and a brownish. <clears throat> and then they're going to be contrasted with incredibly bloody <laughs> claws and, Blood. and swords and whatever. Blood for the tree god. <laughs> <laughs> Blunt for the dragon. <laughs> so those guys are, about, they're about halfway done. Oh, I wow. did one test model and then that's quick then work. Slogging away on. Yeah, I've been working through my lunches. I've been going home. Yeah, I do that too. Painting for an hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> lunch and then coming back approximately <laughs> two hours after my departure. <laughs> Has anybody caught on yet? No. The key is to leave at eleven before anybody really notices that you would have been yeah, gone. Yeah, because. For Everybody either leave at 11, and then um, by the time they come back, they're back at noon, but they don't know that you left, so they think you leave at noon. And then the people that leave at noon, they're none the wiser, because they think you just got back right about the time they were leaving. So so there's a lot of confusion. The scam's going to be great until you get (laughs) shit-canned. But then I'll have plenty of time to paint that. <laughs> That's <laughs> all that really matters. <laughs> then my schedule will really open up. I hope Mora can support you and Hexo over there. <laughs> uh, I donate plasma twice a week. 
All right. <laughs> Anything else? You get any of those uh, Skaven boys done? Yeah. Well, I've still been working on the Skaven. Yeah. While the dry has been drying. So now I had the original 20 done, and then the second half of the unit, the 20, uh, they just need the final two levels of highlighting, and then they're done. So Okay. It's going to have a whole fucking unit. Not too shabby. You slippery fucking eel. It took about. Slippery I mean, keep it on. Fucking eel. Track even with the dryads. Yeah. I can probably do twenty models in four weeks. Yeah. yeah Which is it? I'm not spending any amount of time. You know, I do the the paint nights. You know, I work on them, but I, I don't do it every day. Yeah. It's pretty close to every day for an hour or so. Sure. So, pretty good wow. pace for the time spent. But All then right. otherwise, I gotta for my dogs of war list. I just need to come up with a paymaster conversion for Cheddar Bowl. Okay. Because the way the Dogs of War list works out in the Indie GT list, you can take a paymaster bodyguard with a pay chest. Yeah. And you would mount them on like a 40 millimeter base. <laughs> so I'm going to put some kind of, maybe like an ogre holding a pay chest. Or I figure if I don't get anything done, I could just use Manny as my paymaster. Yeah. Because he's on a 40 mil. <laughs> I want to have either a strong man or an ogre holding like a pay chest and then maybe a paymaster on the same base. Strong and man and a leotard. Mm-hmm. So oh, that really cool. Yeah, the so mustache. Got about ten days, I think. Because Bowl is next weekend, isn't it? Yeah. First weekend of March. Yeah. All right. Very cool. Bear. Um, uh, just kind of plod- plogging along on those uh, <laughs> plug letters. Yeah. I've really only been working out on paint nights so far. I've been. I've been um last this week I've been um cleaning out and organizing my my uh, hobby room which was just kind of <laughs> after the tournament became kind of a catch all I just threw all my shit in there and closed the door and forgot about it for a couple of weeks <laughs> then after my trip down to Missouri I came back and I said okay I better better deal with this mm-hmm. <laughs> so, get some motivation going. so what have you been doing this is something I've been thinking about a little bit recently was instead of on my desk with all these drawers and everything you know, scattered over like a three foot by four foot area. <laughs> I was thinking about trying to compress it all into just one bin, like one transportable bin. Yeah. So I could take it with me or something like that, but then it would kind of just force me to get rid of stuff I'm not going to use or, uh, you know, just keep <clears throat> the most important important stuff. You know, it's like the 80-20 rule. You <laughs> only use about 20% of the stuff 80% of the time. And then the rest of it's just kind of sitting there getting in the way. Yeah. So I think you kind of have, because I was looking at your setup, it's just like a tackle box. It looks yeah, like. it's just right? a big fishing tackle box, and then that has paints in the bottom, brushes, sculpting tools, and then everything that I need to paint will fit in there. Which So I have, when it's not scattered across the table, I just put it in there, and then I can do conversions or painting wherever I go. Mm-hmm. Like in uh, your hotel room in Hawaii? That's <laughs> yeah, not too likely. <laughs> not too I think I'm going to be painting his... Well, never mind. Stop <laughs> there. Okay. Right. So, but the, you're going to finish some blood letters, aren't you, Bear? That's yeah. your goal, How right? close are you, Bear? Um, well, I've just I green-stuffed them and, and um, got their bases finished, so what prime them of, and let them rip. What kind of green stuff? Are you going for the Walty look where you make them stand up instead of being hunched or what? Nah, fuck that. That's too much work. Uh, He's hunching them down. I don't, <laughs> all I did was I just filled in that stupid gap right across their forehead. I don't know if you're all familiar with the models at all, but no. when you first put them together, 
their heads are in two parts, uh, and like they're so like you get this crease right in the center of their forehead. Yeah, <laughs> a horizontal forehead crease. <laughs> yeah, so I just filled that in and did some filing, got the bases finished off, and all right. I mean, unit. there is absolutely no painting requirements for Cheddar Bowl, so I'm not gonna rush and do a shitty job or anything, but. They should look like blood letters by the time we get there. Otherwise, you you bring in the demon list, huh? No, oh, those it's are just, just your allies. Yeah. Like yeah. How big okay. is a unit? Just uh, it's gonna be twenty-two, because turns out you can't take a, a magic banner. Nope. So, <laughs> all right. I've been working on y'all done. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I've been working on gores. <laughs> Still? Well, well, well. <laughs> Who'd have thunk it, eh? <laughs> the never-ending story. I named one Atreyu. Atreyu. <laughs> What's the big beast's name? Uh-huh. You got a Luxlith? Atreyu. You just need a little luck. Bing. Um, oh <laughs> yeah, other than that. Thing winks like 12 times in that movie. Oh, yeah? He's got like this weird fucking... What, do you, what would you describe his head as? It's like a fucking... Uh-huh. Bald, textured head with a white fur body. I would describe it as a pound puppy head. <laughs> yeah, I told I totally. <laughs> but with like a weird scaly skin on top. So he gets a scaly skin save from yeah. above. But uh, other than that, well, actually, they're getting close to being done. If I wasn't going to Hawaii, I know I would finish in time for Adepticon. As it stands, it's going to be a rough couple weeks leading up to Adepticon. Mm-hmm. I still got horns, medals. And then browns. Hooves? Hooves. Hooves are done. Bags? Pouches? Yep. Like belts, pouches, and bags and shit. And then the metals. Spiky. And the horns. Shoulder pads? Spiky codpiece? Yeah. I got to sculpt a couple of those on still. (laughs) (laughs) Do you paint the claw fingernails on each model? Yeah, but that gets painted skin tone. So it just ends up, whatever the skin highlights are, it ends up a little bit darker than the skin. Mm -hmm. Figuring the teeth. They have teeth. Some of them do have teeth, yes. Do you get back in the molars? <laughs> or are you yeah, more they of an incisor, just, man? They mostly <laughs> just have front teeth. We got to ask Anyways. about this. <laughs> Other than that, I've been working on the Jabba Slith, but uh-huh. really haven't accomplished anything. on. He's base-coated, but I haven't done any real painting on him. Mm-hmm. So, Have you ever painted a giant fucking set of wings, me boy? No, I'm not looking forward to it either. <laughs> I decided to differentiate the wings from the body, the body's going to be the same brown as the rest of my beastmen. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to highlight the piss out of the wings all the way up to, like, white. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you think you will. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't have any we'll, choice, we'll Rod. See. No choice in the matter. I think you get about to stage to stage two highlight. <laughs> One highlight. Uh, I disagree. I'm good for at least seven or eight, sir. <laughs> <laughs> uh, would, okay, so these are s- membrane-style dragon wings yeah. from the Demon Prince. Yeah. Uh, all right. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. Once I start doing it, I'm afraid it's going to look like shit. You should get a set of griffin wings on standby, dude. <laughs> you can dry brush those ones. Yeah, <laughs> those I'd be done with by now. I still have, like, fucking two sets. I could give yeah. them a double double pair of You better wings. get them converted <laughs> up right now. You're going to need it. That's not going to happen. <laughs> After we did the paint cast with Jake Bromley, I was sitting there looking at the skin on the gores. And then I got fucking pissed off. I went back and did two more layers of highlighting on all the gore skin. Fuck it. I'm like, God. How many Because he had that layers point. About, um, six or seven. Fuck it. I'm going to seven layers. Yeah. I'm going all the way. <laughs> I'm going Taco Bell burrito on this one. <laughs> seven fucking layers. <laughs> so after Jake had, you know, he was talking about how you got to make it pop and 
Yeah. I knew that, but I was just trying to avoid a couple steps. But then I just couldn't let myself avoid any steps. Man. So, sadly. So he spent like spent like the next two nights saying, I hate myself. I hate myself. I hate myself. Yeah. <laughs> I had my vibrating butt plug in, though. So oh, that's it's kind true. of a love-hate relationship. <laughs> it's powered by a little gas engine. <laughs> 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 it's like a sawzall with a dildo on the end of it. <laughs> it just fucking jackhammers. Twelve volt battery or eighteen volt battery? Nah, I'm fucking wall socket plugs. <laughs> you don't want to run out on it at the at the wrong time. There's a fat twelve gauge cord that sticks on there. <laughs> you have to plug it into like a washing machine or a dryer socket. <laughs> oh, you ever see a thousand ways to die? No. It's on, I think it's Spike TV. Yeah, it's one really, or two. It's a pretty dumb show, and it's kind of a thousand ways to die. <laughs> Something that Joe Rogan would host. <laughs> yeah, except the narrator is Ron Perlman, which is kind of cool. Oh, yeah. So it's pretty badass, but one of them, and I don't know, <laughs> apparently these are all true, <laughs> but a lot of them seem kind of sexual and perverted. <laughs> and they're always partnered up with a with, with a uh, really cheesy reenactment, too. So yeah, reenactment, and then <laughs> Ron Perlman always has like a death-related pun at the end for the guy. <laughs> <laughs> but one of them was a guy that, like, he got, like, uh, some kind of cow heart. And then he hooked it up to batteries, so it would, like, kind of pulsate. Okay. And then he would fuck it. <laughs> and then he kept getting bigger and bigger batteries. And then finally, like, he hooked up a system and plugged it into the wall. And then he ended up electrocuting himself. Nice. So apparently someone found this guy with this pulsating dick heart. I don't know. With the King Kong boner dead. Huge boner. <laughs> a huge wow. grin on his face. <laughs> nice. That's pretty fucked up. Mm-hmm. Oh! <laughs> consider it. She knows what I'm doing. Inconceivable! Just... Oh, God, Raj. That was terrible. <laughs> that was <just> fucking awful. <laughs> anyway, um, what else? You guys watch anything else interesting? What about uh, me and Raj watched the G.G. Allen documentary? Yeah, we did. That was a hell of a good time. Anybody that hasn't seen Hated in the Nation, a G.G. Allen documentary, should watch that. It's very interesting because it was made when he was still alive. Yeah, correct. Uh, and yeah. Then they just spliced on a thing. Yeah, yeah. after the credits and they splice on his untimely demise. But you never <laughs> see a, good... a guy fucking naked longer in a movie <laughs> than G.G. <laughs> Allen's naked in that. <laughs> <laughs> Taking a dump on the ground yeah. and then just fucking eating it. <laughs> like <laughs> people want to be it. there. <laughs> And like rocking the show, and they're just like backing up while yeah, they're he rocking. starts taking his shit. Trying not to. They don't want to be the first person backing up. But, but they don't want to get any shit get or blood on them. <laughs> or get punched in the face. There's a scene where he beats up this lady who confronts him on something or another. Yeah. Really oh boy! Is whether or not he was going to kill himself. I'll fucking kill myself. <laughs> then he yeah. gets jumped by all these guys who get involved. <laughs> Break his arm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's very interesting. I didn't know much about him. He's a fucking the ultimate in rebellion. If any of you motherfuckers are out there thinking you're a rebel. Or maybe your kids think they're being rebels. <laughs> Turn them on to the GGO <laughs> documentary. <laughs> you want to be a rebel? Yeah. 
You want to be a rebel? It's been done to death, kid. Watch this. <laughs> you really got nothing here. So you're eating your own feces. Yeah. <laughs> nothing. Bashing your own head in with a microphone so it bleeds every show. <laughs> I'm pulling on your tiny willy. <laughs> trying to get a boner in the van. <laughs> it just looks bigger. Too bad there wasn't Viagra back then. He would have had a raging erection. <laughs> raging three-incher. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anything, Bear, what have you been watching? Anything cool, man? Uh, Not really. I don't know. I don't watch a lot of TV. What do you do to keep yourself entertained? I really don't know. (laughs) Fucking works on blood letters and... Well, it doesn't do that that often. Goes around looking for picnic baskets to steal. (laughs) (laughs) Wears pretty slim pickings for that. I think the Bear comes up with fucking pretty cool t-shirt designs. We're going to have some t-shirts before too long here. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I got some. I've got some uh, good uh, connections from the art world. You know, my days as an artist, so mm-hmm. I'm starting to get in touch with some of them guys. And well, you had someone draw those. You didn't. You didn't do those. I made the design myself, but El I Norte. had someone else. Uh, the Norts there. Turn it, make it actually cool, you know. Put the finishing touches <laughs> on Yeah. I'm not good at polishing off the images. I can come up with the ideas, but. That's exactly how I am in the bedroom. <laughs> I just have to bring someone else in to finish it off. <laughs> sure? Like, let's bring the goat in, honey. <laughs> Damn it, <team. laughs> Against the ropes. <laughs> All right. Fucking A. Cool, man. Do we have any emails? All right, let's do listener feedback. I think we have a shit ton of fucking email in the box. Mm-hmm. Darren, how the hell you say this cat's name? Some dude. Urquhart? I don't remember what the email chain was about. Looks like you and him were arranging a 69 session. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> Only if you promised to tickle his butthole, which it looks like you did, so that's good. Yeah. <laughs> trees? Yeah, it was about trees. <laughs> 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 he, sent, he sent me a couple of links for some good trees. Definitely yeah, he's got possibly used for one pack of next year. Miniaturetree.com. Then he actually mm-hmm. sent one specific to some stuff he ordered. And then he sent some pics of him in action at some kind of New Zealand tourney. Yeah, where's and this then, guy uh, from? There's some cool pics. Of, Kiwi? Yeah, yeah, of a Beastman army, which the theme was they had just sacked a Empire Town, so there's a bunch of townspeople and stuff mixed in. Now none of his links cool. work because Photobug is yeah, a fucking I had piece to, of shit. Doesn't that look like that trans girl, Bailey J, that pops up there? Totally. <laughs> what? Never mind. <laughs> so anyways, <laughs> thanks for the fucking links. Sounds like you've sorted this out, Raj. Yeah. To the trays. Mm. They fun. looked a little less labor-intensive. <laughs> than what you than boys me. went with? <laughs> we can uh, post some links to these. Either uh, do it in the show notes. Yeah. Every every once in a while, I get really motivated and totally catch up on show notes, and then I let it go for a while. So. All right. Chuck Jardina. Oh, this is the YouTube link to all the videos that Chuck put up. Pretty cool. They weren't Raj-quality videos. <laughs> the beginning of the Wapaka one is Chuck sitting there talking to the bear, and the bear looks so irritated and just like, fucking get away from me. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>, awesome. <laughs> That was just taken what? early Saturday morning, I assume. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it was. <laughs> showed up. Right as Raj walked in, you're being filmed as you're like sitting at the desk trying to do stuff. And you're like <laughs> fucking looking Race, at him. Like, thoughts racing through his mind. <laughs> what if Raj doesn't show? <laughs> Raj doesn't show. Let me do. I'm going to have to be writing up, doing all the uh, doing all the matchups on, by, on 
paper by hand. <laughs> you can't figure out this fancy tournament overlord. Because <laughs> I didn't even have the computer. Raj had the computer with it yeah, on. It's uh, I had a bit S O L. Raj playing footsie with me here. Hey, smell that fart, toe, buddy. That's my eleventh toe. Okay, what's this all about? Uh, David Fraser wrote how the bear should wank it up with the ogres. <laughs> Says he's loving the show. Paint nights are fantastic. He really enjoys listening as he's sitting painting. Says, so what the bear really needs is 18 iron guts with three characters. Give one of them uh-huh. the folding fortress <laughs> and put them all in it in your deployment zone and surround it with knoblars. <laughs> <laughs> also, the minus three leadership item versus Skaven and Chaos combined with the slaughter master using the minus one leadership item and then spamming the panic test spell. <laughs> oh, Brutal against those few be- armies. Yes. That would be pretty good to in a tournament. Threes. Fuck yeah, dude! You're guaranteed to go up against Warriors of Chaos. Guaranteed. One out of five. Yeah. Skaven's a pretty good bet as well. Yeah. Does I, that specify what kind of chaos, or would that count as just for demons as well? Then I think it's Ye- mortals. It's minus three for. I don't think it's beasts because they're not considered beasts of chaos anymore. It's hard to say. Uh, it would definitely uh, be mortals. I would count. I would we count have a chaos. Uh, maybe there's a maybe there's a fact. I, I would fucking. Force you to count it. Maybe that's maybe that was in the fact. I don't know, but Barry, you'll have to look that up. Either way, as he says, guaranteed to wreck someone's tourney. <laughs> <laughs> so, I do like the idea of the folding fortress. That's pretty funny. <laughs> I don't know how effective. Well, you'd just be sitting there, so. Yeah, but you'd never fucking lose that. They'd wipe out your knobbies, dude. <laughs> you'd lose by 200 points. Fuck the knoblars, dude. Got, there's one you unit could, of bulls, too. There's the, you'd have to have, like, one minimum unit set. Bulls per unit of knoblars, so. Yeah. You'd be fucking panicking fools off. Right and right. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, that's some good info. Thanks for I'd like advice. to play against that. David? Or not. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, thanks, Dave. If you try that, Bear, I'm going to make you build a falling fortress that can actually <laughs> hold 18, 21 models. That actually folds? 21 yeah. ogres, yeah. <laughs> I want you to pull it out of your pocket, deploy it, <laughs> and then have the models already in there somehow. Through magic. All right, we got something from Grant Fetter here. He just wants us to post a link to his tournament on our website. I'll get to that next time I update the site. Yeah, He's got Blood, uh, in, the Blood in the Sun coming up. That's, I believe that's in July. By yeah. all accounts, so inspired by, by Wapaka. that transpired at Wapaka. Yeah, they talked about about uh, Wapaka on the last Garage Hammer because they were talking the last a little two, bit about wasn't this. It? Cause I, I got the the first one where he talks about his battle reports and then you mentioned that yeah. the following one they talked about it again a little bit. Well, they just mentioned Wapaka and all the good things that were said about it and mm-hmm. the effort that was put into it and all that and then, yeah, that that, that was inspirational to Grant to get something going down there. This is ju- It's July 8th through 10th, 2011 in Lake County, Illinois. That's my fucking home turf, boys. 2,400 yeah. points. Bloodinthesun.com if you want to check it out. And like I said, give it a fucking couple days. We'll have a link from our site to theirs. Meow. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. What do we got? Looks like, uh, yeah, Lindley wrote us all. Talking about how he listened to episode 31 and he loved it. (laughs) Was that the quotation marks? Is that implying more of a loved it sort of thing? (laughs) It's like, (laughs) you guys are a bunch of fucking boners. (laughs) Yeah, loved it is in quotation marks. What does that fucking mean? (laughs) Do you hate it? Says very funny Quit playing stuff. mind games, Lindley. <laughs> he laughed quite a bit. <laughs> Looks like he was kind of bored by the Raj's fucking math hammer. <laughs> <laughs> you should have tried, tried editing that one. 
Yeah, that's what I was going to say. We should call out that episode 31 was the first bear-edited episode. <laughs> and he'll be editing the next 15 <laughs> podcasts <laughs> to get even with us. Yeah. <laughs> so, wish him luck. Yeah. <laughs> bear is pepped about editing. He's full of ideas. So they're going to wring out every last bit of enthusiasm out of me. (laughs) Like, yeah, just wait until you've edited 15 of them. I've been pretty stoked about it. This is a good time of year. i got a lot of time on my hands. A lot of time. I'm the opposite. I'd like to edit an episode. However, this is going to deter my fucking Uh, Adepticon painting even more. That's why I figured Mm -hmm. if you want, I can do the editing until after Adepticon. Not like we're going to have too many shows before. (laughs) (laughs) This one and one more, so yeah. No, Mm -hmm. isn't it more? Yeah, whatever. I would think. Well, I lost you're my not copy of the paint nights. Nah, yeah. Raj edits our paint nights. <laughs> Slash <laughs> just fucking saves them off and sends them over. <laughs> but you tax an intro on there. Is it really? On those. Yeah. All right. So there's probably a lot of uh, just kind of people silences. Silence and, and then two people immediately speaking <laughs> over one another. <laughs> yeah. Repeat. For approximately 55 minutes. So it's like a Kevin Smith <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Zing. Zing of the day. All right, fuck it, man. I'm done with this user feedback <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> I think that's all we got for now, anyways. Mm-hmm. <laughs> fuck it, man. Let's uh, take a quick little fucking brisake. Okay. Brizzly break. And save the shit off. We'll be right back. Yep. Sounds awful, like fucking real men of genius. No, it's our new segment on Point Hammered, Real Men of Intrigue. <laughs> real Men of Intrigue. We made up this segment ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right, what do you got for a nugget of knowledge, buddy? Nugget of knowledge. Well, interesting you should ask, friend. <laughs> I have here a little Excel penis spreadsheet. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> penis is below the spreadsheet. And I actually, I had the best sportsmanship votes <laughs> from Wapaka. <laughs> so, sportsmanship votes. Well, okay, let, so what do you think? Let's just say, <laughs> what do you think it's going to end up like before? I'll do a round-by-round round breakdown of how many in well, each round. Okay. So if you just go off the top of your head, you might think it'd be five rounds, 20% in each round. Five rounds. 
I, I'm not sure oh, you mean, what the scoring system was for it. So. Well, you just picked your favorite opponent. So oh, how many people picked their oh, first run opponent? Okay. How many people picked their second run opponent? I would Third. say that the majority of people picked either their fourth or their fifth opponent. People they played on the second day. Mm-hmm. Same day they did the judging of who they liked okay. the best. Yeah, I tend to agree. You think so? Okay. Well, here we go. We got round one. 16% of <laughs> best sports were in round one. 8%. Ooh. We're in round two. Eleven <laughs> percent in round three. Twenty-three percent in round four. Up to forty-one <laughs> percent in round five. And mostly because people couldn't remember anybody else they played. Well, there's a couple. All right, so let's look at that. Why would they be in round five? So there's a couple of theories yep. as to why. So one of them would be. What did you say? They don't remember anybody else that they played. Okay, so they don't remember anyone else that they played in the tournament. And what would uh, any other ones bear? Well, the two games from that day are freshest, freshest in their mind. So. Freshest in their mind, yep. And then I think one another reason would be in rounds four and five, you're more likely to be matched up against someone of your the same skill level. Yeah. So each each round you're going through... And you're kind of jumping around. You got someone who is a lot better than you, someone who is a lot worse. Yeah. And then you're getting closer and closer, and then around four and five. So we're filtering to mm-hmm. equivalent levels of play. Okay. And list and then, theory equivalency. Yeah, list, list equivalency. And then I think there's one other theory you could use where it's just carefree because you're either – Oh, yeah. You're at, at the point. end of it. You know – you either won or you did, and only a couple people are in the running. Yeah. So you already know that you are out of the running, and you can actually you can sit back and relax. Cause so your own attitude it's all is not with. so serious and fucking Rogerian. Rogerian. <laughs> okay. Well, I, you know, I have it broken down by day, and then I looked at a couple other numbers that kind of played on that. Yeah. And it, it'll support some of our th- theories here. And so one theory is people just can't remember who they played. <laughs> and that would be supported by this number where 3% of people voted for a fictitious favorite opponent. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, so their favorite opponent of the tournament did not exist. <laughs> and then also this number here, 10% of the people needed my help to determine who their favorite opponent was <laughs> because they couldn't remember their name. So the number one person, their favorite person of the whole tournament, <laughs> and they can't remember remember their name. <laughs> so that kind of supports that theory a little bit. <laughs> but um, I guess if you want to look at it through the, the matchup theory, you could look at it this way. On the first day, 18% of the votes... For sportsmanship, were reciprocal votes. Okay. So what that means is uh, they, voted for they, each other. they voted for each other. Yeah. So on the first day, only 18% of the votes were like that. Yeah. Where on the second day, 46% of the votes were like that. So on the second day, almost half of the votes were people voting for, for, for each, each other. other. Mm-hmm. However, only 8% of the people from your earlier statistic actually voted for their Second game opponent. Oh no, you're talking days. I'm now. talking day one God. and day two. <laughs> okay. And this is out of this is like out of 100 percent total votes. Yeah. So 46 percent on the second day. Okay. You know it's more synced up. Like right. They, they just had a really great game. But and they you both know that's also it. could go along with the carefree. Yeah. Kind of. The atti- kind well, of thing. both players' attitudes are a lot better because 
They know they're not going <laughs> to win the fucking tournament, regardless of how the game goes. So mm-hmm. I have that attitude by game two usually. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the other theories... How do you work in the percentage of people who voted for the person who gave them a complimentary blowjob? <laughs> <laughs> those, those weren't factored in. Yeah. Was, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Mostly because I, Raj wasn't playing I in the wasn't tournament. playing in the tournament. <laughs> <laughs> he would have got five votes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. So another theory was <laughs> game four and five were just more memorable. Yeah. Like it, so, so this one's like subconsciously you're weighted to the most memorable experiences, which I think if uh, the numbers also kind of support that theory. Yeah. Because I think it's a mix of all these. Um, I would really. agree. <laughs> but um, because if you look, round one is 16% of the vote. That's higher than rounds two and three. So if you had to think about, you're standing there, you're trying to remember your games, the most memorable ones are going to be your last one and then probably the first one that you played. Yeah. And then, it, so. you know, in between it just gets kind of muddled. <laughs> sure. Wouldn't you agree? So I think the numbers kind of show that. And then I also did another breakdown. Now, there's the myth that the people who like lose people all have their big games. Wieners. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so there's the myth. <laughs> that Irish guys have small wieners? <laughs> Just, my data does prove that. Can't shadow of a doubt. Well, you want, you want me to make a contribution? <laughs> well, you and McClure. Fuck up the bell curve. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, sorry. There's a myth. <laughs> There's a myth. Third try. <laughs> that um, only you have to lose all your games to get best sportsmanship. Yeah. So I broke it down I, into the games, how, many, how often the person voted for a person that they beat. So their best sports or their favorite sportsman was the person that they beat. Yeah. So what do you think? Well, I'd say that's probably pretty high because generally you would give sports to someone who has taken a beaten pretty favorably mm-hmm. a la the bear <laughs> <laughs> typically i don't have that option i always have to vote for somebody who beat me <laughs> <laughs> so I, well, i'd say 65 percent okay so about two-thirds yeah okay. that sounds like a pretty good, pretty okay. fair guess well, usually i'm way off with this shit <laughs> well i think normally you would be pretty close except we already established that almost half the games were reciprocal People uh, voted for each other. Yeah. So half the games, there was a winner and a loser. Sure. Um, 8% of the sports votes went towards draw draw games. Okay. And then 39% of the people voted for the person that beat them, and then only 53% voted for somebody okay. that they beat. Sure. So I think if you took out those reciprocal games, it would be a little bit more stacked towards the losses. Yeah. But it's still, it's not that... It's not a, a big askew. Yeah. I well, mean, I think it still proves that most of the time you're going to vote for someone that you beat, though. It's over 50%. Yeah. So. But how significant is he? Just, am I going to run a p-value on <laughs> through my statistical analysis. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Very cool. What else you got on it? Uh, well, that's about it. So I was thinking about how we could make it so the games are more balanced mm-hmm. towards voting for... So everyone in every people round remember. has a chance. Like you always make people write down the name and what the opponent played and maybe a little fact about it. Yeah. Maybe exactly. you make them turn something in every round that um, you dish out. At the, you know, after you get the scores entered, you give it back to them well, and say. The idea was, first of all, 
they have to write down the name of everyone they played, right? Which would cut out any fictitious sportsman, <laughs> <laughs> and then also having to call the tournament organizer over to ask who you played in round three, <laughs> and then yeah, and then write a little have a whether you won or you lost, yeah, on there. So it kind of jogs what they played, and then I think uh, um, having the your best sportsmanship vote sheet be separate. From the game five result sheet, yeah, because you're just trying to get subconsciously. It in. I mean, you're going to be predisposed towards your. The, all right, so you write down your name and his name, and right. then you have to write another person's name down. Well, well, it's going to be hard to think about objectively when this guy's name is sitting right here. If it's not that it's you know necessarily bad or wrong that everyone votes yeah. for their round five, but you know it's kind of weighted. You could you could almost just. Post that you gather that information and you post it yourself, so that at the end there's just a list of all the games that were played, who played whom, and fucking you know what armies they had and who won or something like that. So then at the end everybody could just go look up their name on the list and say, well I played these five people. This is how it went. Oh yeah, this dude I played, he was awesome. Or this chick, she was. How would you print that the, out? I don't know. Fucking, you're the format guy. <laughs> <laughs> fucking formatter. <laughs> well yeah. So I was thinking you would have a separate sheet. You write down all the names, and then on this sheet is where you write your sports. Your sports vote. So it's separate from the uh, results sheet. Yeah. And then. And you make you give a point for them completing that that sheet properly, yeah. as well as I you know. In, so if they uh, had all their opponents, who won or lost, and what their opponent played on that sheet, they'd get like a sports point or something. Yeah, I think at Wapaka O twelve, it's going to be. <laughs> a point for not losing your squaw packet. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, because there, <laughs> there were several people that, well, didn't you print more than you needed and motherfuckers still? Yeah, I had yeah we're going to charge for them next year, too. <laughs> yeah. Charge for the second one. Yeah, the second one. <laughs> Fuckers ain't cheap. <laughs> print All out right. 70 of them. You got to fucking take that shit in the office and photocopy it, fool. <laughs> <laughs> when you're instead of working on a roof, get a job in an office. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just be filling them out by hand. Yeah, <laughs> and while between I'm in my breaks, It'll just be all these hand. That's what. The, yeah, the replacement ones will all be handwritten up by the bear. <laughs> <laughs> Autographed. <laughs> all right, badass. Cool. Yeah. So that's all I have to say about that. Hopefully, the organizers have a little insight on how to structure. I'd like to see more fictitious players in games. <laughs> <laughs> From now on, I'm only giving swords to. That way. There's it, more of a chance that I chance win. Yeah. <laughs> That's the fucking Raj tactic right there. He always gives it to Josef Stalin or something. <laughs> All right. Adolf Hitler. <laughs> Madoff Schittler. Yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. Knowledge. Nugget of knowledge done. Bear, you got that bear care squared away yet? Sure. All right. <laughs> we got a fucking bear cares here. <laughs> Sweet. If you haven't got problems, I feel bad for your son. I got 99 problems and a bitch ain't one.
My question today comes from Mr. Jared Horseman, one of the barroom heroes. Yeah. In fact, he's the barroom heroes bear, so he should really be the bar bear. giving out uh, <laughs> giving out uh, this kind of advice himself. I think at Adepticon, you two should have a bear off. <laughs> it would be a series of three competitions. <laughs> one of them could be advice giving. One of them involves shirt off, <laughs> wrestling, hair wrestling. comparisons, yeah, pelt <laughs> comparisons. I don't. I. I, I, I dread the uh, wrestling match because I have a f- pretty good idea that I wouldn't be winning that one. <laughs> I think you're selling yourself short. Yeah. You, you get enough uh, coconut oil on your body. It's pretty slippery. You just, just got to get close enough so that the bull charge doesn't get you. You can't do a wound with the bull charge. You're doing all right. I mean, I think you got to always strikes first on them. Uh, higher initiative as well. You're rolling misses. <laughs> I think you maybe his bull charge would just be a solid impact hit, though, mm-hmm. in which case you're doomed. Yeah, probably. Plus, he's probably going to get a stomp on you. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good chance of that. And, and uh, not to mention the fact that Chad Chad Hansen will be probably functioning as a sword knobbler, too, poking at me but from between Jared's legs. <laughs> if he has enough booze, he'll get a devastating charge. <laughs> Chad Hansen would be like the Paul Bear to Jared Horseman. <laughs> <laughs> My Jared Horseman <laughs> <laughs> well, frankly, I'll have I'll have Joel for me doing it for me. So <laughs> I'll just be what sitting you... there doing cockopters. Bear's <laughs> still around. Is he still alive? Is Ooh. he at his house? Oh. Like his wife changes the channel. Don't change the channel. <laughs> 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 He's got a skull in his yeah. hands. He's got like a little urn <laughs> filled with. This is the best bear cares ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, back to it. Back to it. Anyway, Jared. Enough digressing on this bears. Is, this is Jared's question here. <laughs> How does one juggle a busy mini painting schedule with drinking and wooing the ladies? Stuff. Well, me Jared. And, me and Johnny don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's clear. We have no idea. Up here in Wisco, it's more like mooing the ladies. <laughs> well, Jared, <laughs> as a typical gamer, your schedule should really consist of just painting minis and drinking. And to be more specific, drinking that. alone. <laughs> If wooing the ladies is a major concern, I recommend a new hobby, perhaps bronco busting or alligator wrestling. <laughs> because, frankly, Warhammer attracts ladies about as well as the Raj does. Oh! <laughs> it's true! <laughs> I think a Raj that plays Warhammer. That's double That's bad. Double. So, I hope that... <laughs> it's true! <laughs> I hope that helps, Jared. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> too bad. Oh, and don't we go out with... <laughs> All right, let me fucking pop in a quick break, huh? We'll get on to the main show topic.
All right. What do we got? Let's talk about uh, TeamSpeak. Okay. Everybody's yeah. been liking the paint night, so figured we'd give some information on how you guys can yeah. get something similar set up for yourselves. So we've been getting a lot of email questions on how to set up you know, the server and how to do all that stuff. So uh, we're going to give you a rundown on how to set up the paint <clears throat> night uh, of your own. Yeah. Okay. So the program we use is TeamSpeak, and you can go to TeamSpeak.com. And that's where you can download it. We use TeamSpeak 3. Basically, there's a client and then there's a server. Yeah. And it's like a 32-bit or a 64-bit, whatever your operating system is. Mm-hmm. Everyone needs the client. Yep. And that's what you use. But then only one guy is going to need the server. I mean, it might be a good idea if multiple people can figure it out. But um, you got to figure out who's going to set up the server. <laughs> so my recommendation would be... I guess if you want to set um, for a paint night, I would set it as one night a one night a week, the same night every week, just so just to keep it going. Yeah, I mean because you can always, uh, you know, what we do is we arrange other times to meet right on board, but then we have one paint one night, night a week. You know, you can always sign on and talk to people. Yeah, so whoever can show up every week for sure, um, you should be the one to run the server because it runs. Basically, the server runs in the background on your computer, and I can leave it up a lot of times, but you know, every once in a while, my computer will restart, and you know, I might not notice that the server's not up or something like that. Yeah. So whoever is the guy that's going to be there every time, he should run the server, and so he can always make sure that it's up and running. And basically, how it works is you got the server running, and then all these other clients, they can go to your IP address, Yep. and you can join the channel then and but okay so how do you set up the server then now if you have it depends if you don't have a router basically you just download the server and then uh, you run the program and then there's a couple things you have to do to unlock it and how i'd recommend to do that and this is how i figured out how to use it is you just go to youtube and do a search (laughs) for how to set up a teamspeak 3 server (laughs) and if you don't have a router that's all you need to do is go to that um, and follow the directions on there. Yeah. But if you do have a router, which most people do, if you have multiple computers in your house, so basically if your computer is hooked straight up to your charter cable modem or whatever, the server is ready to go. But if you have a router, like your Linksys or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like a wireless router. Yeah, or... you're going to have to do an extra step, which is a little more technically challenging. But I don't know, somehow I figured it out, so it can't <laughs> be too hard to do. But basically, you have to set up the ports on your server. You actually have to log into your router, don't you? Yeah, you have to go into your, your router and it, like open up these ports for TeamSpeak. Yeah. And it in the TeamSpeak, how to set up TeamSpeak 3 server, it kind of tells you how to do it, but it doesn't say how to forward your ports, yeah. which is what you do with your router. So basically, you have to Google then <laughs> how, to, how to set up port forwarding. And it's actually... Should be probably specific to your router, too. Yeah, well, you probably won't find a tutorial specific to your router, but um, it's generally the same. It's really... You know, it's going to look different, the, the the format on every router, but the things you do, the port numbers and stuff like that. Yeah. And they, um, at least one of the TeamSpeak server tutorials, and we can put links uh, of these on the site. Yeah. So you can just find them off there. So I'll, I'll give you a good one. But one of them has a link to the how to port forwarding. And then mm-hmm. basically, you just got to set up TeamSpeak to sure. go through those ports. And then you're all set up. Yeah. Once you have your server, then you can give it its own name 
you can set your settings however you want. Like we crank up the quality really high, right? Because we're trying to record. Purposes. But if you were going to use it to play online games or something like that, you'd probably keep it as is, or maybe turn it down a little lower. But you can put your own titles on everything, and I mean, you can set avatars. You can have a TeamSpeak friends list. So if someone's on on someone else's Any server, channel. you can go yeah. in and look, and you can kind of connect to them. So there's a lot of stuff you can do. And then um, one important thing you need to do is you need to set a threshold for your microphone. <laughs> so basically you have to get a headset if you want to do this. Yeah, because a headset with a microphone. Because you can't just run out of your speakers. It's going to pick up in your mic. It's going to pick know, up your reverb. farts and your cat meowing in the fucking background. <laughs> yeah, and then you want you want your hands free. You don't want to be chained to a microphone because you're going to be painting theoretically right. and doing stuff and kind of <laughs> Master yeah, painting is what we call it nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I got a you know a headset with a ten foot cord. So, you know, I can get up, I can walk over and rummage through. I got to get one long enough stuff. so I can go take a piss. Well, <laughs> <laughs> just keep a cup like I do <laughs> for masturbating and peeing. Mm -hmm. but yeah, so you want to set up your mic threshold then, and you want to set it so you don't have to press a key <laughs> to nice. whenever you want to speak. But you want to set so that it just automatically goes when you speak. Yeah, now, I think the default is that. Yeah, you're going to want to so go too. in and look at it, and then I had to adjust the my threshold. levels. Yeah, so it doesn't. So, so every it only time comes you breathe, on when you speak, not when you breathe, or yeah, or yeah. So you can set it pretty high. Once you get yeah, once you start playing with it, it'll make good sense because. Plus it is a. Uh, and then your other people that are listening to you will tell you, dude, you really gotta fucking adjust that. Mm -hmm. And also another nice thing to find is a mute is your mute button. So like when you decide to start like um, using your Dremel tool or Dremeling or hammering <laughs> stuff like that. On paintcasts, I mean, there's times where I've actually gotten up and gone to the bathroom, got a drink of water, came back, sat yeah. back down, and no one ever knew. So. <laughs> <laughs> The bear's so quiet sometimes as it is. <laughs> so I just want to point out one other thing is that you can actually, if you have a Skype account, you could Skype to other people and almost do the same thing. Yeah. But here's the difference with the Skype is that basically you make a call to another person and you can do a group call with uh, your pals or whatever. But then basically that's like a phone call. And once, you, once you're set, no one can... No, no one, one else can, can join in, in. Right. yeah. So it's not where TeamSpeak's almost like a chat room. Yeah, people type. can just leave, show you can up, pop and in. Leave they and... can pop out. There's a a bar down at the bottom, where, like a <laughs> where you can order room. beers or <laughs> where you can post links and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> so once you know you're set up here, you got a server going. I would recommend getting at least one night a week going with your buddies. And I don't know. I think this really helps keep you on track. What do you guys think? No, I agree 100%. So. It makes modeling a little more fun than just sitting around watching fucking Netflix like I do every other night. So mm -hmm. We've all found, though, that it tends to be easier to do more of your kind of basic crap while you're doing it, though. It's kind of hard to concentrate well, on really high. At first, at first, I agree with that. We're, well, at first, it's a novelty because you're just kind of, you'll, you'll just be sitting there talking, staring at a model, and not <laughs> even realize that. You could be gluing or painting or something like that. So once you get into the groove, I mean, I you know I've done some high level work. Yeah. On uh, something like Skaven and then the Dryads last. So you know, I think you know it's suited for the easy stuff. But yeah. by all means, once you're into it. Yeah, you know, I suppose. Go nuts. <laughs> go nuts. Yeah, and then so and what you can do with these weekly paint nights is sort of 
set little deadlines for yourself and it kind of helps keep you on track where if you're a kind of person who relies solely on tournaments as your deadlines yeah well how many tournaments three or four or five six tournaments a year um it's hard to keep on track because <clears throat> basically you have these large spans of time and you're trying to fill it so you always end up you know saving it towards the end and not <laughs> staying focused and stuff like that so for the for me these paint nights have really been very useful because i have a mini i have a mini checkpoint every week where people are going to check in they're going to ask me <laughs> what have you done <laughs> yeah i mean exactly you can kind of hold yourself accountable as, yeah. as much as you want if you get a group of guys you guys can really stay focused because you paint during the time and then when you're not painting on on team speak you're thinking about what you need to do before next time sure so you can get something done so you can set aside you know i need to do 10 hours worth of painting before next week or something like that so it really helps with staying on track and keeping a goal well i think it's also really cool because you get to chat with people that you don't usually see you know we get mcclure on there a lot we get to talk with him we get yeah um christian so yeah so once you get your server going you can invite anybody you want. I mean... Anywhere on the fucking planet. Yeah, pretty much because you might not know someone that well, but both of you like Warhammer. So basically you're going to have a lot to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> Even if it's just someone you, you see at the tournaments all the time. And basically, you know, that's how what we've been doing. And we've been, you know, really becoming better friends, I would say, w- w- with these people that we see. Because we only see them a few times a year. Right at these tournaments, but now we can talk to them once a week, or you know, however however often they can get on. And then once the server is up, so you have your weekly reoccurring paint night that you got going with your buddies, and not everyone can make it all the time, but most of you can make it most of the time. And then you can set you know whatever paint dates. Now the bear is a fan <laughs> of these these paint dates. Where hey, I'm going to be on at nine o'clock. Is anyone else going to be on? Yeah. So you can. I mean, once the server's up, you can use it at any time, and you can keep it up there. And you know, that's just another way. Sure. You get either an email thread or a Facebook thread going with everybody's copied on, so that yeah, so everybody know, knows. People always know, or you can always just hit one reply button, and you get everybody and, and say, hey, motherfuckers, I'm coming on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Your <Motherfuckers>. face. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Money shot. Because actually, Bear will, Bear and I will. Instead of talking on the phone, we just get on Teamspeak. And like if we have to talk about attorney stuff, before we would sit on our cell phones, yeah, you know, like hour talking about what <laughs> we can't do, do anything. Getting brain tumors. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So now it's like, hey man, I'm gonna. You want to talk? Or pop on this Teamspeak at eight thirty. I'm like, yeah. And then we can get get on there. We'll you know roll out some fucking green stuff. Start, start flocking bases or whatever. And start talking talk dirty about. to each other. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. And then another thing is you don't have to just use it for Warhammer. I mean, people have been using it to play video games like World of Warcraft and everything else. So you can easily play. I, you know, I think I mentioned I play Bubble with my friend Jesse, and so you can basically play any kind of game. You know, with the regular friends or, you know, if you want to get some online gaming going with some of your Warhammer buds, it's really easy to do that. You can sure. finally hear the voice of that guy you've been flirting with on the furry forums all this time. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's actually like if you play an online game and it's anything team-based, it's a fucking huge advantage if four people can talk to each other. Oh, yeah. If the team's of four with four people talking to each other. Yeah, it's you're funner, fucking, too. Yeah. I mean, because you're laughing your ass off. Because we play Left 4 Dead 2. So it, 
I mean, we're on opposite sides of the team, but, uh, you know, it's still just fun as hell because you'll attack them and, like, you're strangling them and you're just laughing your ass off while they're getting incredibly pissed off because they can't escape your zombie clutches. <laughs> but one thing I use it Here's for... Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> zombie clutches? Mexican <laughs> <laughs> zombie. Sorry. <laughs> I heard zombie. I perked up. Mm-hmm. So actually, I have a few. I have a paint night with Warhammer friends. I have a Left 4 Dead 2 night with my other friends who play computer games. And we play Left 4 Dead 2. And then I also have, uh, in the mornings, I talk with my friend Al from North Carolina and yeah. my friend Adam from <laughs> Oklahoma. And like every Wednesday at 6 a.m., we log on. And I'm painting. I don't know what they're doing. But like we never get to see each other. We're all old friends, and we can just bullshit. And we're all in the same room. We can post links. <laughs> That's like your free fucking <laughs> free way to talk to people. Yeah. Did and we mention that? All the software yeah, is free. free. Everything's free to set up. I so. mean, if you, it's, it is all free. The server is free. There's a cap of 32 people on the server. Oh, well, what the hell with that? How many Warhammer players have that many friends? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but once, hey, man. <laughs> after 32 people, you have to go to them. You have to get a license Ooh. to use it. and So I think it gets used in companies and you know other organizations. Are there any ads or anything on it? I don't think I've ever seen anything no. like that. Okay. Yeah. But one thing, how you log on is you do it by IP address. Yep. And once you get into the client, I mean, you'll have your username, and then you want to connect, and then you just type in their IP address of the server you want to go to. Yeah. Now, if you're the server, you want to know what your IP address is, you can just go to whatismyipaddress.com, or there's a bunch of sites like that. If you can bring up a command prompt, you can type in ipconfig, and it'll tell you. Ipconfig. Yeah. Okay. If, you, if you're a DOS kind of person. <laughs> a DOSer. But, yeah, and then your IP address should stay the same. Unless your router resets at some point. Yeah, it depends on your ISP. Some people will have static and then some people have fixed. Yeah, once you get started, I think you'll find it's very useful. It's a fucking good tool. time. Mm-hmm. All you boners out there you should check yeah. that out. <laughs> you online, you talk paint, tactics, sites you jerk off to. Yeah. Whether you're gonna go, videos. whether you're gonna go to Madison and protest this weekend or not, <laughs> they're in downtown Point right now. Yeah, I saw that. The they're main all, and division. They were all gearing blocking up. Blocking it off. Yeah. When I was over at Curry in a hurry. <laughs> Time has come, friend. You have to choose, motherfucker. <laughs> Rod, you going War down? starts here. You going down to the rally or what? Mm, I don't really care. You gonna get out your white suit with the big pointy hat? And <laughs> 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 Start burning the tea. <laughs> it's time for Walker to go. <laughs> Worker power. Worker, Worker power. power, man. Nice. Fucking yeah. That's probably not appropriate, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Ugh. So, yeah, that's how you set up your TeamSpeak server. And yeah, I, I guess if you want to try it out, um, there are public servers that you can use if no one can figure it out. But these are test servers that belong to the TeamSpeak company. So they're always kind of fucking around with them, and you can't guarantee that they'll be up. But once you're in there, you you should be able to find, like, the TeamSpeak servers. Don't be logging into Boner Central, please. <laughs> uh, well, that's what I was going to say. Uh, if you want, you can send me an email, and I'll give you the IP information, and you can use the point-hammered server for, you, you know, whatever purpose you want. 
I mean, it's not going to be up. Around the clock? Yeah, it might not time. be up all the time. And, you know, I try to keep it up as much as I can. But <laughs> <laughs> sometimes He's not Superman, so for God's sake. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes you get a little distracted. Uh, and then the other thing <laughs> is, uh, if we use it, we're going to be, it's going to be password protected. Yeah. So you might not be able to get in there at, at certain <laughs> points, and that's because we're in there recording it and stuff. And we don't want no boners popping <laughs> in and screwing it up. So if you want to <laughs> you know, try the Point Hammer server, you are welcome by all means. And you might see us on there. And you can definitely go ahead and chat us up. So just send me, uh, send us an email to the pointhammer at gmail.com address. Yeah. And we'll, we'll get you that server info. All right. Very cool. Very Do you cool. have anything else to say about this? Other than it's, it's a, a fucking pretty good time. It's a pretty fucking good time. Good idea. Highly recommend it. All right, sweet. Highly recommend. So, uh, what else? We got to talk about It's 8.05. All right, well, let's fucking talk a little bit about Cheddar Bowl, boys. CB, Cheddar Bowl. Motherfucker, say what? Number, this is Cheddar Bowl 3, I believe. Is it 3? Which one did I win? Which was the Cheddar Bowl that I won best overall? I can't remember. Cheddar Bowl. Like first or one was, first it was or Cheddar Bowl who gives shit. How about that? <laughs> yeah. There's the crappiest one, obviously. Yeah. The crappiest Cheddar Bowl is the one you won. Right. Uh, Raj wasn't at that one or else. Surely. <laughs> Surely I would have got a complimentary BJ. <laughs> <laughs> or just Surely. a friendly BJ. <laughs> yeah. So Cheddar Bowl is in Green Bay, Wisconsin. On it's the, all uh, Wisconsin-based. On the campus in yeah. Green Bay. Uh, so me and the Bay are heading over there. It's 2,500 points. Johnny's going to be hitting there in spirit. Yeah. Yeah. And possibly yeah. sent on Joel's <laughs> book bag. <laughs> I'm going to get a little tiny TV screen from over my shoulder. And then it's going to just have Johnny's head in it. <laughs> it'll be live, like, via satellite. There'll be a second Hawaii. one yeah. down below of my butt, and it'll be constantly farting. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's 2,500 points, 300 which are allies, four games, two on Saturday, two on Sunday. Okay. So it's close. Me and the bear can roll over. <laughs> and stick it we in the butthole. <laughs> I mean, we can roll each other over in the oh, morning and then roll back over. Wapaka. It's an hour drive. Okay. Yeah, so we can. And so it's two games, so it ends pretty early. So we can actually head back and probably get some girlfriend points for, for showing up on Saturday night. <laughs> and then head back the next morning? <laughs> head back the next morning, yeah. But, oh, you, 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 you excited, Bear? Yeah, it's. You stoked? My first. Uh, stoked, bro? Um, well, I'm going to try some freaky new shit that I talked to Chris Broska about, yeah. Oh, nice. You got so, You okay. care to spill the beans? Yeah, I've got my list right here. Uh, it's right. kind of it's kind of a uh, preview for my the big brawl at Adepticon. I kind okay. of pared that list down cuz it's kind of like a, you know, like a test of, of some of sure. that major elements. Yeah, mine's yeah. kind of going to be like that too. But obviously, you know, see. at 2200 points it's not going to be the same, but let's see what you got, bro. <laughs> okay, well, for characters, I'm bringing a tyrant and a slaughter master what kind of for gear? my lords. Uh, my tyrant has uh, the fencer's blade, web skill 10. Yeah, and plus one attack. Yep. Paired, paired weapon. Yeah. The other trickster's shard. We roll ward saves for any opponent in base to base. <laughs> and then the glittering scales. Minus one to hit. Counts as light armor. Yeah, and then... um, That's not too bad, because he's going to be hit on... It's going to be a juki tyrant. Fours by <laughs> most generals, but it's at a minus one, so he's going to be hit on fives by basically the best of everything. And then... Yeah. 
troopers are going to be hitting him on sixes because mm-hmm. they're going to need a five, unless their weapons go five or higher. Yeah, the only thing I'm concerned with this build is he's had his base strength of five. I mean, it's not terrible, but... Yeah. How many points is that combo for everything? 275. Well, in your magic item department? Is that 100 oh. magic item points? Oh, um, no, it'll be 75 because he's base oh. 200. But I'm running two lords, so... Okay, so what's on the slaughter? Slaughter master, I have um, the siege breaker and the talisman <laughs> of preservation. So that's, uh, is that the four plus one? Yep. Yeah, okay. four plus. Okay. Okay, that's not too bad. Yeah, if you had just a few more points, I mean, if it was a 2,500-point army, yeah. then you could go plus one tough on your general, and then also... Probably lots more strength in there somehow. But. Yeah, see, I would... Or you could go giant. I wouldn't add the toughness in this particular case, because he should be pretty hard to hit as it is. So, yeah, so you might want to go giant breaker, and, that's, and then you could take a regeneration or something for 10 points Yeah, you know, in the end. However, that works out. Okay. Uh, so, core. Oh well, no. I also have a hero. Those are my lord choices. I have one hero. Bizzle. Uh, the BSB. Yeah, yeah. The standard, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's just. Uh, Has he got the crown of command, dude? Yeah, crown of command and the moss seeker big name. So he is one tough cookie to shift. So. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Then so, for core, this is this is going to be the debut of the fifteen man iron gut unit with three characters in it. So we're going to see how that rolls out. Originally, I was gonna do it with the rune maw, but you know we were, you were gonna discussing with the rune maw. You're <laughs> <laughs> gonna stuff that rune maw. Bear I was going to give them the rune maw. Uh huh. Nice. But um, I was kind of thinking about it, and really with a unit that big, I think I'm just you know, and the rune maw of course shunts like a spells on you roll a d6. Bad, yeah, because you reflect uh, onto a nearby a, unit, pro- uh, probably a Noblar unit. units on a two plus, so you can. It's not a dispel or anything, right? No, it's just a, you have def- to let it go for it to work. So it's it, a flag, yeah. So you can <laughs> pit a shades the Noblars, but some of those spells, the way they're worded, law of gold might I, still work. Might yeah. still work because they don't because the they have sun, to target the yeah. unit. Yeah, like the purple not sun a template one. Yeah. Yeah. So pit of shades might not actually work. So that's some of the other ones. Dwellers, um, law of gold. You have to target the unit. So I was thinking because also just the sheer size of the unit, and then with like some ogre buffs, I could probably just weather the magic. Yeah. That and is I true. might just stick with this. And I'm, so on this particular list, I'm sticking with the standard of discipline to bring up my leadership ten. And this will be another good chance to see over the course of these four games how terrible the magic phase is on this unit and if I really need to go to the rune maw for like when I go to Adepticon. So you're putting all your stock plan is to put all three in that unit? Yeah. Like um <laughs> so that's gonna be twenty one strong. Eighteen. Well, it'd be eighteen. Well with the characters I mean. No with yep. the characters. Fifteen base. Oh okay. 15. okay. It'd be three ranks of six ogres. Yeah. I like the Iron Guy horde. <laughs> Just cause the the bulls are only strength four. Right. So they can actually attempt to go in and depending, you know how they're set up, they can they might be able to weather that storm pretty well. Right. By strength six, they're gonna yeah they're gonna dish it out. Plus they have the heavy armor, so mm-hmm. they're somewhat yeah. more survival. Of course they're a lot more expensive. But. Yeah, that's yeah. And this is kind of a okay a points denial idea too here because I mean it's gonna be really hard to <laughs> do anything about this unit and with the characters in it makes it well over well, half of the army. Other than things like. Dwellers and yeah, really disastrous but spell. Still, that's what? gonna it's um, gonna kill a third of the guts. You kill five, they're still. What about the initiative test one? I mean, it's not gonna scatter off you. Your fucking unit is massive, so mm-hmm. there's some things you're just gonna have to dispel. <laughs> yeah, 
So yeah, yeah I can say we'll have to see about. It. I mean, it's like, like I say, this is. I've it's never like been you can lose five to ten ogres and still and be still be perfectly fine. A real ass and remember, you still have to kill them all in eighth edition to get those points as well. So well, that depends on scenario, dude. They could really have yeah. some fucking shit. Well, let's be honest here. I'm not winning. Cheddar Bowl. I'm not winning any tournaments anytime soon, so... Hey, I won Cheddar Bowl. <laughs> I'm going to get a book for you, Bear. It's called The Magic of Thinking Big. <laughs> <laughs> That's how Raj... Tomorrow... That's how I get myself up. Today, Cheddar Bowl. Tomorrow, the world. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why I'm kind of viewing it more as a kind of to see how some of these new ideas that I've never yeah. played with in the past are going to feel in a tournament setting and if I want to stick with them because that's the nice thing with a, it, when it comes to like when Adepticon comes around is you don't have to mm-hmm. give lists ahead of time so I can change it the night before if I want. So Yeah. Okay. Um, so you have to have a unit of bulls in that list. Yep. I have a unit correctly. of eight bulls. Full yeah. command and a lookout so nobbler. Still a good size unit of bulls. Yeah. yeah, I gave him a lookout nobbler in case I decide to want to move a character into him and run him as like maybe a nine man unit. Um, I've got a unit of forty no- of forty nobbler fighters. <laughs> um, so that's it. Poo. So that's the only thing is I don't have a lot of uh, support units in this list. No, you don't chaff. need a lot of support. You no know, <laughs> bullshit. Well, you need something to cover flanks of that giant. <laughs> you're stubborn on a fucking no, ten. You don't. Yeah. So you just kick the shit out of whatever's in front of you, and then you do do a you combat take reform. Take a charge in the flank, and you reform on leadership ten, and fucking move yeah. your ass next time. <laughs> <laughs> so. Rinse and repeat. <laughs> and then to fill out the list, I have a scrap launcher and a gorger. Okay. And that's the the extent of the ogres. That's it. Yeah. And then for the allied contingent, I have 22 blood letters with full command. <laughs> blood letter is pretty good. That's a pretty good allied unit, I think. Yeah, I mean... Because they're stubborn, so you'd have to... They can't just break, flee. Yeah. You know, they, yeah, they're not fucking... No one's going to budge them until they fucking kill them they're all. They're going to be on leadership 10. Well... The ogres, the ogres are neutral, but that doesn't mean they're a neutral faction. It means they're either good or bad. So mm-hmm. you put them in the bad faction. Same thing with the dogs of war. How do the demons work? They they're like in the evil the, faction, right? Okay, so they can but get along the, well with other. The ogre kingdoms can be either or. Okay, they're cool. not like a neutral, separate faction. They can just be either or. All right. Yeah, I wasn't really. Con- I don't, yeah, I'm not sure how. Bear is he playing it different? I mean, than the, than the, the book rules? rules, which means you can okay. use their leadership, but you can't use a BSB. Okay. Reroll. So your leadership ten. Because in the book, they're actually all the neutral factions are suspicious with everybody. Uh, well, let's look that up right now. Because they talk about how even, because like ogre kingdoms and tomb kings are suspicious, and they talk about how how like a two ogre kingdom armies or two two tomb king armies allied together are still suspicious of each other. Now Raj is gonna uh, fucking have to come up with something the, else. <laughs> Skaven and the Dark Elves are fragile alliances. Yeah. The uh, there's this is the rule. F- I think there's friendly, suspicious, and no, it's desperate. forces of order, forces of destruction, and non-aligned forces. Yeah, but that tells you what kind of allies you ha- you are. Mm-hmm. So if you're both, you know, if you're both of the, from the same one, but yeah, ba- basically, non-aligned isn't a faction. You either they can march to service in order or destruction. They can pick either one. We'll have to see how Tony plays it, but according to the rule book, you pick one. <laughs> Give me that book, book, motherfucker. Talk about your list. I got to look this up here because I'm. Yeah, see, that's the thing. Th- those, but those that just has to do with alignment. If yeah. you were high elves with dwarves, those are trusted allies. If you're high elves 
with both of these fools got their noses in the fucking books right now. No, I just oh, want to make sure. I just want to make sure I know what the hell I'm getting into. It's like a game against fucking Kevin Cool down here. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Units with non-aligned forces. Real men of penis, Mister Point Hammered HPB. God, I gotta put this book down. It weighs too much. Bear can't handle the Hastings <laughs> tome. The Hastings tome. I gotta look or up the Hastings book. bone. <laughs> My job to provide filler while you two fucking rejects <laughs> dig through the books. Well, there's the well, magic of editing. Now that I look. I think the bear might have bested me. <laughs> See, that's why I was so yet again. That's why I was so insistent because I thought for once I was actually knew a rule over the ride. <laughs> <laughs> Mark the calendar, boys. <laughs> well, see, if you took, I don't know if it's reciprocal though. If you took ogre kingdoms in your high elf army, the ogre kingdoms are suspicious. But I don't think the ogre kingdoms are suspicious of the high elves because they're a force of good. See, units from non-aligned forces are always considered to be suspicious allies. One can never entirely rely upon them. Mm -hmm. So So non-aligned forces is specifically Ogre Kingdoms and Tomb Kings. Yep, and Dogs of War for those those weirdos that... But bloodletters are from forces of destruction. So they're always... But they're always suspicious with everyone. Suspicious is... Suspicious. Uh, It just says always to be suspicious. minds... Let me lick your behinds. Read the entire thing. It says that's not to say this is true even in an alliance between two such armies. So therefore, they're suspicious all the fucking time, Raj. Yeah, Raj. I'm suspicious of you. (laughs) I'm suspicious of that smell. (laughs) (laughs) We're not aligned here. We're not aligned, boys. Bullshit. We. I thought we could be on the same team. But anyway, looks like the bear. <laughs> we shot a big fucking hole in that. Anyway, that's why I figured the demons were a good choice, being you know unbreakable, or you know what, well, not unbreakable, well, whatever you call their mm-hmm. special circumstances. Demonic instability. There you go. Uh, whatever it is. I don't yeah. know if they call it that. The new Roderick, whatever. <laughs> Rogeric instability. But anyway, that's what I'm Rogeric rolling with. Let's let's hear what the Raj's plan is. Well, do you have some tactical ideas then? Are you just going to march the fucking big block up that's and start stomping holes in people's asses or what? That's basically <laughs> it, yeah. To try to support them, you know, a little bit with the... I'm, I'm kind of curious to see what Bloodletters are going to be capable of. You know, I haven't really... I only played them once before. Yeah, and um, they didn't fare so well against the mighty onslaught of my Minotaur. <laughs> <laughs> FYI. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm going to see how this shit works out and see if there's something I want to change. Alrighty. Future. All right. So, Raj, Raj, what are you fucking bringing, bitch? <laughs> Do you fucking, fucking crooked Do-yo. toe motherfucker? Crooked <laughs> 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 All right. Sorry. <laughs> I'm playing uh, Dogs of War. The D-O-W's? Yeah. So this list eh, it's pretty similar to the other one. So I got the NDGT. Dogs of War book. Opening should, up some options here. I should download this and look at it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we can talk about it in one of these future casts. But basically, I got the Merc Lord. He's strung out. <laughs> on heroin? On heroin <laughs> and crack. Uh, he's similar before. He's got Chronic Command. He's got uh, the Barded Steed on the horse. Barded Steed riding a horse for an extra 8-inch <laughs> move. He's got a uh, reroll. <laughs> I got Armor of Fortune on him, which is a Dogs of War item, and that allows him to reroll armor saves because I'm using the Dawnstone on the Paymaster, but I'll get to him. And then he's got a trait, 
and he's a jouster. So I always ran my Merc Lord with just with a lance, because that's what I had on the model. Yeah. And he just kind of charges in there, and you don't want to spend any more points for something that's incredibly mediocre. Because <laughs> most of the points are on the defense and the stubborn. But now he's got a jouster trait, which means if he's armed with a lance, he gets to reroll wounds, which is all right. But he also gets killing blow, which is pretty decent. Yeah. It's pretty fucking douchey. <laughs> Douchebaggery. I don't like this book already. <laughs> <laughs> look out, Wolf Lord. Motherfucker. So, that turns out to be a pretty all right little combo. And then I got a Wizard Lord, uh, level four. I'm going back to Laura's Shadow because mm. I like him a lot. Because it works. <laughs> yeah, and then I also uh, found a use for the Steed of Shadow spell, which is like oh, a yeah? poor one. Move him over and cast that stupid... Template spell to rock down the whole army or what? Uh, no, you don't. Yeah, you, know, you don't have that spell if you take shadow. Yeah, but you can make somebody else move that does have the spell. Yeah, and bam! You fucking got him. <laughs> <laughs> Theoretically, but you'd only be able to take. Well, you could take two level fours, one, one death, one shadow. Yeah, and rock that out. That's a lot of points. So I got Laura Shadow. I got. Madness, which makes my wizard lord stupid, but he gets to roll an extra dice when he casts a spell, which is pretty good. Like every time yeah, he casts a spell, huge. he gets to add yeah. a dice. It's like a slam there. It's like a little mini slam. Stupid little. Did slam. you write this book, Joe? <laughs> I did not have a hand in it. Uh, I'm not convinced. I'm gonna have to look at the credits <laughs> on this bitch. And then he's got another trait, Master of Intrigue, which allows a unit of duelists to scout. So I've got a unit of duelists, pistol duelists. And they allow him to scout, and he's got a dispel scroll. Okay. And then in the hero section, I've got a dwarf gold seeker. Ooh, what's this he's guy a, he, about? He's like a dwarven thane, basically. He's got gray open heavy armor. He's got charm shield. And the main thing he has is Grimlinson's deck sweeper, which is like a magical blunderbuss. <laughs> and you shoot it, and you lay down the flame template. And anyone under it takes a strength four minus two hit. Oh, shit. And you can only fire it every other turn. Yeah. So the idea would be I put the Dwarf Goldseeker in a unit of duelists with the level four. So he's providing leadership nine for the stupidity checks and the rerolls. Okay. Because the paymaster's nearby. And then when <laughs> the time is right, uh, you can teleport him out of the unit and next to some you know big-ass uh, unit okay. of infantry, and you can unload on him. And then he dies. Uh, well, then he's got the he's got the charm shield. So if there's a war machine, you can disregard a hit on a two plus. Okay. But and then he's got the potion of foolhardiness. So <laughs> once that unit's engaged in close combat, he can charge in the rear with four strength six attacks. He's tough five, heavy armor. So he's probably going to live. And so you got plus two for a rear and a bunch of attacks at strength six. So he could sneaky definitely fucking bullshit. If you ask me, <laughs> yeah, this new fucking book. <laughs> So, yeah, he could sway a combat or two. <laughs> Give a fucking rear charge. Mm -hmm. Man. Okay. And then I got the Paymaster, and he's a little cheaper the way that the, if he dies, all units within 12 inches take a leadership check. If they fail, then they squabble for a turn. Yeah, so no longer does the whole fucking army, army need a panic check? Away, yeah. Man, this shit got so watered down. <laughs> <laughs> but he's got the Paymaster Bodyguard with a pay chest. So it gives him like an extra armor save. He's got heavy armor. He's got the uh, magical Helm of Myrmidia, 
which gives him another armor save. So and he's got a shield, so he's got a two plus. I took the dawn stone, so it's rerollable. Yeah, it's really. And then the <laughs> helm, the magical helm, gives you minus two weapon skill if you're in base to base with him. Okay. So my idea was that he would go front and center in the pike block, and since he's forty millimeters wide, you're probably going to be touching four models on a twenty millimeter man unit or three models on a 25 mil or you, if they're 20 mil and you charge them weird or something like that it might just be three okay but then so that guarantees that your pikemen will probably be hitting on threes or f- they'll be hitting you back on fours at least yeah with minus two is, weapon skill sure so like on dwarf clansmen instead of you hit me on threes i'm hitting you on fours it'd be you hit me on fours i'm hitting you on threes and plus, that could stack with some shadow magic. Right, at which point, sadly, my clansmen suck again. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I got, those are the characters. Uh, for core units, I got Volans Venators, and six of them, just like before. I got 26 pikemen, so I'm just taking regular pikemen. The way the the points work out, uh, the Lost Legion are, are okay still, but the the just the generic pikeman units a lot cheaper yeah and then i could take a magical banner which i took the banner of eternal flame on him so i could get some flaming attacks in the army and then i got a nine duelist unit with pistols and those are going to be the scout and then i got an eight duelist uh escort unit for the wizard and then the gold seeker will start out in there i got 20 slayer pirates six ogres standard like before two rhinox riders a merc cannon and that's the 2,200 points. So only basically my characters got switched up a little bit, and then the I switched out a pike unit for a generic unit, but everything else is the same. Okay. And then for my allies, is three units of eight triads. Okay. Which should be pretty so good. So you'll have a lot of little jukey units then. Yeah, they'll be pretty good, I think. Okay. Uh, a lot of sneaky backdoor shit going on with the characters by the sounds of it. In typical Raj fashion. <laughs> lots of backdoor action going on. Yeah. Lots of backdoor. Fun. So, uh, uh, yeah. So it should be fun. I was looking at the scenarios, and they they look pretty interesting. The first one, you have your allied or your merc, your allied units or mercenaries or something, so they can switch sides in the middle of the battle. And it depends if you got to beat them in combat, and then you got to have a lot of your units close to them. And that kind of sways them towards your side. So that's the tournament rules, or for is round that one for scenario? Oh, okay, okay. And then the second scenario is <laughs> I don't know if it's blood and glory, but you gain fortitude for controlling terrain, which I think is a cool idea. Yeah, so I might be using something like that for a Wapaka scenario. And then I don't remember the third and the fourth one. Okay. So far, but it Bear, should be cool. Bear's going to be in hell of trouble if those blood letters decided to try to <laughs> <laughs> flip-flop illusions. <laughs> 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 yeah. But basically, I think how it works is you take a break check. If you fail, you're in trouble. Yeah. And then you got to roll a D6, and on a five or, swick, uh, five or six, they switch sides. Oh, but, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it was a real dry, scratchy fart. <laughs> For like every unit nearby, you get a plus one. <laughs> That's fucking. <laughs> sniff of it. I did time. instantly. I haven't yet, unfortunately. <laughs> I love how we've become so desensitized to farting. Like Raj just keeps talking. Yeah. <laughs> just a slight <laughs> pause. He's getting kind of irritated. <laughs> uh, anyway, sorry. Anyway. Wait. Stop biting me, you fucking little... The youthful days when we first started podcasting and every fart, we'd all burst out laughing for about 10 minutes. (laughs) chuckle. (laughs) 
Now we just, it's like we don't even care anymore. <laughs> we started, it was about the farts, man. You changed, <laughs> man. You guys fucking changed on me. Changed. Same what it used to be. <laughs> the only one that still farts, man. <laughs> me and Bully, we're fucking packing up our equipment and we're going home. <laughs> It would be an interesting thing to get a cat fart on a mic. <laughs> sometimes if I squeeze them, he'll cut one. <laughs> yeah, it's really audible, it's though. Farted. Yeah, they're not. I've never heard one, but I'm sure as hell it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I've got three, three little bastards. <laughs> one of them's deaf, so he can't control the volume of his own farts. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. Sorry to interrupt, Raj. Yeah, what the hell were you talking about, anyway? Yeah, this, so this is my list for Chatterball, and I did get a practice game in against Andrew down at Galaxy Hobby. He was playing his Orcs and Goblins, and it was pretty fun. I got the teleport off with the Dwarf <laughs> Gold Seeker and blew up some Savage Orcs. <laughs> Not too bad. Noise. Um, but basically, I don't know, some highlights might be Dwarf Slayer Pirates, which the new rules bring back the old rules, which they... They're drunkards, and they smell bad, so it's minus one to hit them. Boo. But I had them behind a wall, so they're another minus one to hit. So he had a unit of black orcs in front. Yeah. Hitting, they were hitting me on sixes, and I was hitting him on... Well, actually, I reduced their weapon skill, too. So I was hitting him on threes, <laughs> and I hated green skin, so I was re-rolling. <laughs> so you fucking so mowed I, I him Yeah, I was mowing through these black orcs. Um, oh, for magic, mean. he had a pretty good magic phase he got off an irresistible i don't know if it's footagork it's the d6 strength six yeah and it jumps from unit to unit so he got it off he killed six dryads it jumped to the venators <laughs> he killed all the venators so it was voland and my general he jumped to the ogres he killed two ogres <laughs> and then jumped to the unit of duelists with my paymaster and well, the unit do this with my wizard lord, and he ended up killing four or five, and then it finally stopped. And I was getting pretty, I was getting a little ornery at this if point. You would have lost to Andrew. Yeah. Well, then, but he rolled the irresistible four, so it was a miscast then. Okay. So. So what happened? He to rolled him? rolled the dice. He got a double one. So that oh. kills the wizard outright. He's in a unit of savage orcs. Every orc takes a strength ten hit. That's touching him. And then every unit on the board takes D6, D6. strength 3 hits. <laughs> now, this was the second turn, the turn he had just released all his fanatics. Oh. So every fanatic was wiped out. <laughs> and then Weak. a lot of units got damaged. And Andrew. then basically, <laughs> I had, from then it was pretty well mopping up. I mean, my dryads were cutting through the Savage Orcs. I charged the pikemen in. Like, my weapon skill combo worked pretty good. The dryads are great at killing a giant. Oh, yeah. I they, guess they get a lot they of go attacks. First. Yeah, they got a lot of attacks. The duelist with pistols, I didn't really have anywhere to deploy him because he basically Dooley. went across the whole board and you had to be 12 inches out. And we were playing, I think, whatever the one. We played the first scenario yeah. from actually Cheddar Bowl. So we deployed, it was 18 inches apart. So actually, there wasn't really that many places for him to go. Yeah. But. Otherwise, oh, it was a typical mop-up. <laughs> typical game against Andrew? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who might be less tactical than the bear, even. <laughs> I think I've actually possible. beaten him before. Whoa. <laughs> this was a while back, too. I mean, not, you know, nowadays I'm actually a little more canny than I used to be. Uh-huh. A little more wily. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Andrew, he took a unit of allies, too. What do you have? For the way. He took uh, skeletons uh. and a corpse cart. And it 
basically around turn four, that's all he had left. <laughs> so then we just called Aww. it there. Yeah. But yeah, it was good. It was kind of fun using all the new unit uh, items and stuff like that. So yeah. So you think the list perform the new list performed well there, or was it hard to judge because uh, things went kind of haywire well, between the, his spells? Madness on the Wizard Lord is pretty cool. Yeah. The extra dice. Fuck that sounds because when you roll. Three or four dice, you're still sitting pretty good. So all that does is it makes him stupid. Is that what the downside yeah, it's, was? It's thirty. It's thirty-five points makes you stupid, and then you get you get to roll an extra dice for each spell. Wow, that's fucking totally worth it, dude. Yeah, I mean, leadership nine is pretty good. Leadership eight, he's gonna fail it at least once per game. Yeah, even with the reroll. Well, so I'm sure there's gonna be for some, that benefit though. Yeah, for some pivotal moment though, I'm sure. <laughs> like it's when the fucking yeah. like when the hammers are storming in on his ass. <laughs> this is it. I need to go off. <laughs> uh. <laughs> All right, cool. Mm -hmm. Contact us at pointhammered at gmail dot com. Mm -hmm. The bear cares at gorkus.com for all your relationship advice. Yes, Point Hammered is on Facebook if you're into Facebook. Yes, we are. Check us out at pointhammered.com. Mm -hmm. When are we going to start a Twitter feed? Uh, I don't know. Once I get a fancy phone that I can <laughs> all day long <laughs> from. pull the Kevin Smith and yeah. I'm taking a shit your in the Dixon bathroom right now. Mundane <laughs> actions of everyday life. Just finished masturbating again. <laughs> you think people are really interested in what I'm doing? With Just finished thinking about Warhammer. Yeah. <laughs> so a way all three of us can access it, so just a constant oh, feed of all our be. stupid shit. Oh, yeah. Perhaps. But another form of contact is the Point Hammered Voice HPBB helpline. <laughs> 601 try HPBB. And we still have the contest going because the that episode just went, just up, went so. out as we're recording this. So what we want you to do is we're going to look for the first five people. We want you to call up and if you want to say your name, where you're from, and then give us a little suck my balls, yeah, would, would that be appropriate? Leave us some more message if you'd like to, but yeah, that's the bare minimum. Bare minimum. I mean, <laughs> if you have a question about anything, you can go the ahead bare and necessities. Tell. If you will, we'll, we'll splice into the show. <laughs> the simple bare necessities. What else we got for content? I guess flickr.com/slash/photos/slash/pointhammered. Check that out. And we've been uploading photos of paint night guests, paint night guests miniatures. Yeah. Do we put any of Rob shit up there yet? I did not obtain anything from him yet, but okay. I will. The Rob episode hasn't yeah. gone up yet, and but that'll be a couple days. Interested in being at a paint night? Send me your contact info. We might be able to work you in because we're trying to get a nice mix of of people, local people. Uh, talented painters and you know everyday gamers too. Any I ladies think. out there? Maybe we could get some ladies on. Do any gals out there want to talk to some Wisco boys about your Warhammer figures? <laughs> about your miniatures? About your minis? <laughs> Noise. All right. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck else do we got, boys? If you want some point hammered gear, get on there and fucking look at the gear page on the site. Get some stickers. Mm -hmm. Or. Get into the fucking voicemail contest. First five people that leave us voicemail, we'll get stickers mailed to them. Mm -hmm. Courtesy of Stinks. <laughs> Stinks of us. All right. I got a fucking parting question here that I just ripped off from the bear. <laughs> 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 now that the new Orc book is out, we got a fucking question for anybody who's read it. Is Orcs still the best? <laughs> what do you think? Is they the best, John? <laughs> is they? 
Is they? Is they? I don't know. I haven't seen the book. Do you think uh, they made it hardcover because it's so much better? or It's going to be the only hardcover book, I'm sure of it. Because <laughs> they're only going to sell like five or what? <laughs> oh. It is the best. So you think it, have you read the book, From Raj? From now on out, it's just orc books released every three or four months. <laughs> <laughs> Everything else just fucking wallows. The orcs just keep getting fucking power creep all on their own. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I took a look at it. It's down at Galaxy. Yeah, yeah I stopped by it. The other day, so Popped in, checked it out. I didn't bother. It looked pretty fun. What's the artwork like? Is it cool? Yeah, is it? It's a throwback to some of the old stuff. It really had a real retro look to it. Okay, in my opinion. <laughs> we've come, this is what we've come to: Warhammer Retro. Warhammer Retro. <laughs> it's a real throwback to 1995. <laughs> <laughs> back, back, back when I was a teenager. Yeah. So, nice. is Orcs still, still the, the best. best? What do you think? Let us know. We don't know. Or do they suck green balls? Orcs or- don't have balls. Pink ball. Oh. <laughs> Here we go again. Some- I opened We're another can of worms. We're going to have to pour over. My friend. We're going to have to pour over this book to see if we can find any reference to how they procreate. <laughs> I'm going to be looking at every orcish crotch for the outline <laughs> of a dong <laughs> and balls. Just like you do on people now. <laughs> In the lunch line at work. <laughs> <laughs> and then you spot them on the lunch ladies. <laughs> Ooh, what's going on with this broad? <laughs> we got a trans lady here. <laughs> All right, let's fucking wrap this shit up. You guys had enough? Yeah. yeah. I've had enough of this shit. Suck my balls. Suck my balls. Suck my balls.
We'll discuss it while we're fucking each other in the butt. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>